Hello, welcome to the Friday, January 29th, 2021 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. Palo Alto is learning of a new crypto jacking script that they're calling ProOcean and attribute to the Rock Group because it is very similar to an earlier tool that was released by this group. Now, crypto jacking, crypto mining and malware is, of course, uh, not really all that new. This one is a little bit more sophisticated than some of the others that I've seen. It's going after relatively straightforward vulnerability like the Apache Active MQ1, uh, the Oracle WebLogic vulnerability, and then just unsecured Redis instances. But none of these vulnerabilities is terribly new there from 2016 and 2017. They do target specifically servers hosted within cloud providers, and they're in particular Chinese cloud providers like Tencent and Alibaba. To me, it looks like they're pretty much mostly going after systems that are no longer maintained. Uh, maybe there is a little bit of pattern by trying old vulnerabilities uh, to hit um, unmaintained machines because uh, this particular malware will not just uh, kill competing malware which is quite common but it will also kill other software that uses a lot of uh, cpu so if you have some legitimate uh, software running on the host you should probably notice uh, that it's all of a sudden stopped running it uses the standard XM RIC package in order to mine Monero. And another little twist, it then also goes out and tries to infect other systems within the same slash 16 network. And again, given that they appear to be targeting uh, systems within specific cloud providers, this makes a lot of sense. Uh, they probably try to stay within uh, the IP address space that uh, this uh, cloud provider uses. Palo Alto did publish uh, respective uh, indicators of compromise, but really just watching CPU load and such probably should do a good job uh, to detect this particular malware. And then we have yet another variety of NAT slipstreaming. So what this really refers to is that, of course, if you are using NAT in your network and you have an outbound connection from your network to a device outside your network, the firewall needs to allow for the return tra traffic. This sounds simple enough, but sometimes ports change. And so firewalls are usually allowing more than the traffic that they're supposed to allow to, for example, allow games and such to work. In addition, and that was really the first version of slipstreaming, it's possible to trigger outbound connections from a web browser using WebRTC, the real-time communication protocol in web browsers that's often used for video conferencing and voice over IP. The latest version of this takes advantage of application layer gateways that actually look at the application layer traffic that's generated by these outbound requests. 
With some protocols, like for example H323, the source IP address is also encoded in the payload and the firewall will now allow return traffic to the IP address that's encoded in the payload. So an attacker by initiating a request from a host outbound to an attacker system with the right payload could convince the firewall to then open ports uh, to random systems inside the network. This has been a problem for a long time with various application layer protocols. FTP, for example, would be just one. And, you know, some of these uh, famous uh, FTP uh, port scanning attacks that we have seen, like, you know, back in the 90s and uh, early 2000s. And well, while slipstreaming helps you with the good kind of firewalls, uh, there are of course the bad kind of firewalls, uh, like the big Chinese firewalls, and there is now a new tool that uh, is supposed to help you get around that, and that's a Shadow Socks. Shadow Socks has been around for a while, and it's specifically designed to allow Socks 5 connections, but this tool has been updated yet again in order to keep up with the latest developments. So make sure you update and also don't forget uh, to read the manual and the blog post that comes with it with various other precautions that you may want to take. And then to celebrate Data Privacy Day, which actually was today on a Thursday, just a couple of companies that uh, I found in the news that lost your data this week. That would be Woodland Trust, Nissan North America, some unspecified Shopify app, the Meet Mindful dating website, and Buy Ucoin, a cryptocurrency trading website. That's it for today. Thanks for listening and talk to you again on Monday. Bye.